Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Hello and welcome to the show. We are going to be taking a little bit of a spring break here for the podcast. Um, I know everybody who lives in the Tampa Bay area, if you have kids, you were off last week. Yeah. Because I think in the six years that we've been here, I which, by the way, oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. When is that? Next Tuesday is our uh, six-year anniversary, Holly. Wow. That's Woo. That's crazy. Six years we have been here in Tampa Bay and doing this podcast now for six years. Yes. Half a decade. Over half a decade. That's real crazy. I can't. Oh, that's weird. It's a long time. I feel like I've been about three or four different people in that time. Absolutely. And I'm constantly getting messages from people that are sort of going back to the archives and going oh, to the beginning. Man. That makes me nervous. Um, but before I sort of revisit that. Uh, But, yes, this is the first time in the six years we've been here that all the school districts in the, like, listening area, the immediate listening area, the metro area, were on spring break at At the the same same time. time. Same time. Pinellas, Hillsborough, Hernando, Pasco. Yeah. And so it was like a ghost town on the radio last week. And um, We were ghost town DJs. Ha! Toot, toot! Toot, toot! Yeah. Is that? Come on, ride the train. No, that's Quad, that's quad, oh, that's quad City. City DJs. Wait. Ghost Town DJs with my, my boo. I want to think of you. Okay. <laughs> I want. All right. Um, so anyway. Uh, so many so, I know, right? So we're taking our our little mini spring breaks, which, uh, by the way, I'm sort of going off on a lot of tangents right now because my brain's like, doot, 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 doot. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was like, girl, I got two days off this spring. I'm taking Friday off, and I'm taking Monday off from work. And they were like, are you legitimately excited about that? And I'm like, yeah, girl, two days of spring. Why would why, why would you not be excited about that? Well, now, mind you, these people, they own their own business, and so they have gotten to a point where they have really, and they're around our age, they have taken upon themselves that they aren't going to take as much money as they normally would have uh-huh. so they can close their place of business down on Fridays and just enjoy life. Oh. And so for them, they're like, well, I'm glad you get some days off. But then when I thought about it, it really sounded ridiculous that I was like, two days off, girl. Yes, the spring. That's y- it. Yeah, but that's woo, most people. Woo, like, you have to woo. realize that, right? Like, most people cannot be taken off every Friday or, like, weeks at a time. Absolutely. But the <laughs> fact that that is how we've been conditioned, yeah. that we're like, girl, yes, honey, I'm going to cash my two tokens in, honey. Yeah. And the company's like, thanks for your money, bitch. Yeah, that's, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, I have some time off coming up in, like, three weeks, and I'm like, yeah, I think I also have a Friday and a Monday, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I have been, like, we have been looking forward to this since its inception in late January. Yes. And then I, like, my person is someone that needs to always have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. 
It's like sort of part of his thing. And so we just realized last night, he's like, I can't wait. I'm so pumped. And then he's like, until probably the last day of vacation. And then I'm going to be, I'll probably plummet into a state of depression. I was uh, like, oh, God, you're right. I'm like, why don't you start planning now? Plan, like the next thing. Plan. Like we, oh, my God. Is, yeah. is this part how his brain works? So I'm like, plan the next thing. But that's what you have to do almost, especially the way you're talking about how America is right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we like grasp at these little scraps of like a day or two here mm-hmm. or whatever. So you got to like get your day or two here in like as often as you can because mm-hmm. you're – our bodies and our minds need a break. They do. They, they do. And especially after this year. I mean, uh, I yes. just, everyone I talk to just looks and just sounds and feels fatigued. Mm. No matter what they have gone through this year. It's just this, yeah. this situation that we've all have, have been in Everyone's in the past year. dealing with something. Oh, absolutely. No matter what it is. Um, so there will not be a podcast this Friday or Monday, but we will pick it back up uh, next Wednesday when Oof. we are back. Okay. Um, Scott, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm a little tired right now. I feel mentally exhausted. Is we there something going about on? I feel like you're You've been very I don't know. quiet today. Angry. Are you angry? I don't know if I'm angry. Do I don't know. Me? No, I took a dip. I don't know. This is like every now and then I take a dip. A little mental dip. Boop. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to fight me? No, no. It's me? not even like an angry. I just feel like exhausted. I feel just kind of like pissed off at everything I have to do. I, I knew there was some anger mm. somewhere. Well, it's more so like I just feel overwhelmed. It's an overwhelming feeling of like, mm. okay, there's a lot of stuff to do, and it's like it's literally only ramped up. Like it's weird. Like this job is weird because it's like, okay, we just did like a big part of it. Been up grinding it out, and I'm like, all right, go until about almost midnight tonight. Okay. And I just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Like, I'm grateful to do it. Just, I'm tired. <laughs> it's, cool, it's cool. It's fine. I love that. Yeah. It's just, no, I'm just tired right you now. You don't so have like, to like it. Like, it's okay to overall enjoy the, the fact that you're working, but also you don't have to. Like, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to start switching things up soon. I'm going to start being a little more transparent with some people and just like what I could do, what I shouldn't do just for my own mental health because I'm starting to get a little too tired during the week. Yeah. And it's taken away from the things that are really gonna plummet me forward and so i want to make sure that it's like okay i'm setting myself up sort of hold on let me just don't you don't want to plummet forward because that's bad oh no okay i want to spring forward i want to shoot towards my future no no it's not like you're about to fall down a cliff i know i was like oh girl don't plummet no no we don't want you to plummet. (laughs) what can we do to hold you up no i'm good i'm just a little tired i need to start setting up my schedule a little better and making sure that i'm actually getting you know proper sleep during the week and stuff like that you know, yeah. I you were in that stage right now that I felt like I was in right after my last relationship where I obviously love what we do, but I was like, in my mind, I was thinking to myself, I am in my early 30s. Mm-hmm. I have my dream job, mm-hmm. you know, making decent money, but I am like handcuffed to sometimes this job feels like a handcuff, just to be completely 100% honest. Well, yeah. Because of the strict schedule, if you want to be successful at this job, you have to get your sleep so you can be mentally clear and ready to communicate at 5.50 in the morning because that's not easy to do for everybody. Um, And so I remember just wanting to, like, go out and be single and – experience life and do it in a way that I was never able to do in my 20s because I didn't have the financial resources to do it. And I was like, well, I just got to sit my ass at home because I don't have any money to do anything. But now that I have a couple of nickels to, you know, rub together, I can go out and have a nice dinner with some new friends or maybe go on a date on a Thursday or a Tuesday night. But then I couldn't because I wanted to not 
have this job. And so I was in a very, like, tough mental place. It's a battle. Exactly. And there were a couple times that I tried to play with it, and I got I got burned. Where I remember there was one Sunday in particular. Uh, this was the spring of 2017. And I was like, I went to brunch with some friends. I, I think I'd hooked up with someone the night before, and I was sort of, like, riding that high went to brunch we were all gossiping and talking having fun and they're like well let's go to another place to have a drink and i'm like Uh, well i'll just have one more that's it and at that place they're like well let's go to this place And i was like all right well i'll stop there let's go to another place and then usually in the spring and summertime in tampa for the gays back then before they closed it down was the flamingo i was just thinking about the flamingo Mm -hmm. with this story and that was like just Ugh, I miss that place so much. Where <laughs> it was just like spring and summer, that's where you went on Sunday at the end of your brunch day. And oh. it was just everybody was there, people you hadn't seen in a few weeks. It was like, hey, girl, how you doing? Having drinks to get your buckets. And just the craziness of the day would be fun. But usually I would never make it to Flamingo. I'd be like, sorry, can't do it. Nope, I got to go home. I got to cut out. One day I was like, fuck this shit. I want to go have fun. I want to know where to go now. I want to go to the Flamingo. <laughs> I oh, want to go to the Flamingo. I went to the Flamingo. Well. And then two hours later, I called Holly and said, I'm going to be drunk when I wake up in the morning, so you're going to have to pick me up. That's insane. Like, this literally, I, remember legit, this. I was like, I know my body will not be able to process this alcohol, and I, you're going to have to pick me up in the morning, and then the start of the show is going to be a little rough. Oh. And so that's when I was like, you you can't have it all. Like, you've got to pick and choose where you can do it and do it in ways where you f- don't feel like you are trapped um, or, or handcuffed to, from living your life. Yeah. But you have to, like, find the, the ways to do it within the schedule that we have. It does suck because there's always something. that. But that's just life, I also feel like. Cause True. I think everybody goes through that where it's like there's stuff that you want to do and there's stuff that you have to do. And some of them overlap, but a lot of them don't. And as you get older, you realize no one's going to make you do it. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Right. And you know this more than anybody. It. You know this. And, like, the work things, like the the things that we have to do um, can feel like, uh, but, like, once you kind of get doing them, you get it done. And, like, you can, like, change your mindset and stuff. But you're in that awkward place, too, of you're young, you're single, you're dating, you finally are full-time at your job. Like, that's a lot to try to balance yeah. right now. And can I ask you, this is just off the cuff, and you can tell me to go to hell, whatever. I won't. Uh, where are you at with your... Uh, oh, I just got an email from Keith. Oh. And I have to get back to him in a minute. But anyway, uh, where are you at with, like, insurance? Are you able? Are you on insurance yet or not yet? I got to, that's, like, that's one of the things on my list. I got to get that email now. I finally got in touch with our company, and I got to set that all up. So it's just one of those things, like, okay, now that's on the back burner to get to. So okay. that's, like, as soon as I get to sit down, like, yesterday, I got to sit down and actually handle, like, some of my taxes, and I had to handle some investment stuff for my mom. Yeah. And so that was a whole thing, and it's still not even fully cleared up, but I got a couple steps. The other thing is now, okay, I got to sit down and have some time and figure out insurance and start setting up doctor's appointments and doing all that. Okay. So that'd be great. I just didn't know, because I know, like, sometimes, and this, it did turn out the case 
did turn out to be the case for yeah. us. Like you get full time and then they're like, welcome on board. By the way, your insurance doesn't kick in for 60 to 90 Yeah, days. you got to set yeah. a bunch of stuff up. And it's just stuff like that. I think it's just more so like whenever you do it the first time, it's just it's so overwhelming because I have yeah. no idea what the hell I'm doing. It is. That I'm like, I don't even want to touch it. And that's how I felt yesterday was setting up like this whole investment thing. Like my mom left over and it has to get transferred to me. And I'm like, I literally don't even know what this is. Mm. And, but I made an account somehow and I called right. him up and I was like, I literally don't know what to ask, but there's something I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Mm. And I, I finally got myself to do it because it just it sits there. And I'm like, I don't want to do this because I don't know how to start. I've been there. So I'm still there with a lot of stuff. So yeah. I, I, I'm in your boat. I got it. It Girl. sucks. But of all the things, I think that it be, it's becoming more and more pressing that you find a good therapist. Yes. Oh, and that's something I think it's like we've talked about it a couple times on the podcast, but it's just it's really starting to eat at me. And yesterday I even had a whole moment where I was like, I'm not processing this right. <laughs> I literally had to get real with myself. I'm like, I'm not talking about it. I don't know who to talk about it with. Yeah. I even like, luckily I was, you know, I was journaling. We talked about this on the podcast a couple, a little bit ago about like writing letters to my mom. And I started yesterday, I, I've had a couple and I was in the middle of journaling and my dad called me and I, it was weird because I was literally just writing about my dad. And Some synchronicity right there. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. And I told my dad and it's like, I finally just told my dad, I was like, hey, like, you know, just want to let you know. Because it's just, whenever you bring it up, it's just hard right now because it's like, okay, this conversation can be light, but it's also going to be like. Like, I don't want to throw your funk off, mm. but at the same time, like, I need somebody to talk to about it with. And I, right. he doesn't have a problem with it. It's just more so I worry because, like, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to throw him into. I don't know how it's going to hit anybody else. But there's just so many moments now where I'm like, I just I want to talk about it because it's just sitting and it's eating at me and I feel it. And that's why I can't wait to finally start going to therapy. Just yeah process it because now it's really starting to affect me and it it does suck it really does it does well from what i know of your dad and i don't know him at all well um i've met him you know we've exchanged some stuff online but haha like that's it but i do get the feeling that he wants to be there for you oh yeah so in a parent-child relationship and where you have a parent who actively uh communicates with their child and does want to try their best to help them don't ever feel like you're putting the parent out. Yeah. That's what we're here for. And also don't feel like you, and Holly, you can correct me where I'm wrong, like you are making them sad or like dragging them down because I feel like as a parent, you would rather be there with your child than know that they're suffering in silence. Absolutely. Mm. But just be aware, especially like we're dealing with some generational differences here. Um, between like mine, your generation, and our parents' generation, a lot of them, like, depending on who they are, they're open to it, but they might not have the best things to say. Yeah, right. that's also a worry too, because right. I'm in different, we're all yes. in different levels. Like my we brother, are. my dad, me, like, especially when we talk about this, and we, like, I, my dad and I were, we're on two different levels once when we we're in the car, like, dealing with my grandma stuff, trying yeah. to get through all that. And he was talking about how we have to start going through my mom. And I just wasn't on that level yet. And I kind of, I got upset. I was, because in this moment, it just feels like it's so much. And we weren't seeing eye to eye with it. And then he was like, why are you mad at me? I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at the situation. Yes. I just yeah. want it all to stop for a second. And so mm. that's where another thing where it's like, yeah, like I know your dad does want to be there for you. But I also feel your issue because parents don't always say the right things. They don't know how they their brains aren't on that same level of processing yeah. as we are. And, and they're humans. And they're, oh, yeah. and they're human too. Oh, he's been mm-hmm. phenomenal. At least been like because before everything happened with my mom, like you know, my dad and I would talk. Like when we'd get in person, we'd more so chat. But I would always call my mom. Like that was my person. Like I would every day I'd be like, "What up? What are you doing? You know, like what's going on?" 
And my dad has really taken on that role because it's just something I just like to check in. I just like to talk. And yes. like my dad is really like just we have the the coolest conversations now. And it just it wasn't like that a year ago. But now we got, he's just been there whenever yeah. I call just to chat. And I know he needs it too. And I he knows I need it. And so yesterday, even like we got my brother on the phone too for a random check in oh. and what he's doing. So That's it was good. like it was just kind of a cool, weird moment. Where I was like, it's the three of us. Like, okay. The three amigos. We got it. Like, we got to be there for each other and mm-hmm. have to be able to have this open line of communication. And especially with, I think for me, I think the longer that it goes on without me talking about the situation, it's going to get harder. And I find that now it's like, it's okay. It's, it's still very much there. It still hurts. Like, I feel like I'm going to die, but I don't know how to bring it up now. I don't know who wants to listen. I don't know what people want me to say, but I just need an outlet. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know what that is. Whoever you choose, if it's. Holly, me, you know, your dad, your brother, just know that, I, and this is a, assumptions on my part, but whoever it is that you choose, no one is looking at you to come with, like, concise, pull-together emotions mm-hmm. because you don't know. It's just like a ball of, of emotions. Sometimes you just word vomit. Exactly. Yeah. I do that to my therapist a lot, and, and that's, that's okay. what they want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you just get it out. Just say what you have to say. It just makes you feel better to, like, physically say those words and those thoughts and those feelings out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, no, there are no expectations when you are dealing with grief mm-hmm. and you're just trying to tell your truth. There is, there are no expectations. So just, I just want to say, like, whoever you decide to talk to and when you do get to a therapist, and I'm sure they'll walk you through all of that, but, like, it's okay. Yeah, no, that's good to hear because that's kind of how my thoughts are. It's like, I don't even know what I want to say. I just, I feel like just But that's the thing, and that's the thing that I think people don't know about therapy. Like, there's no right way to do it or whatever. Like, most of the time, my therapist will be like, where are you at today? Mm-hmm. And I'll think I'm I'm going in to talk about like my mom, and I'll be like, okay, I really want to talk about my mom, but like, can I just like, there's this thing with my person, and then clearly that's the thing that's, the thing, actually, that's on yeah. today, mm. and so maybe I do have something about my mom. That's gonna wait until next visit, and and whatever, and it's hard because I I I understand like I don't like to talk either, especially like I get. I'm so always nervous about what other people are going to feel or think or judge me on um, based on my own life. And so that will shut me down a lot. But it has also caused me a lot of pain. Mm. Yeah. No, I I have been battling with that a lot. And that's why I was actually I was happy I even brought it up to my dad yesterday. I was like, yeah, I know this conversation is kind of like, haha, but I'm going to be honest. Like you called me in the middle of like doing this and I was in a pretty emotional state at that moment. And I'm happy you called like I am. And it's want to let you know and if the conversation went further but it was nice to actually be like okay gotta start trusting to just bring this thing up to just talk about it whoever it may be mm. so yeah that's probably the actual thing that's sitting on my chest right now but but that's that's the problem like it starts <laughs> with one thing right yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and then that's heavy and then you don't talk about it, and then it gets heavier and heavier, and more things pile onto that. But meanwhile, while you're not talking about that, other things get stuck in your subconscious and whatever, and you're like, okay, I can't deal with that right now. I know mm. that I got this going on. And that's how the layers of trauma build. Yeah. So if you And it can, gets harder to talk about. That's what I'm saying. Or like, it, I know. And it takes longer. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it now. I'm feeling now that we're, you know, almost five months out. It's getting harder to bring up, and it's getting harder to, like, want to talk about because I'm like, I literally don't know who wants to even hear it anymore. So I'm like. But think about this. Okay, so it's actually only been five months. 
yeah, and you're already feeling this. Imagine if you were not if you were to put this off for a year or suddenly a year turns into five years. You become one of those dudes that's just like, I don't talk about it. Angry. So and do you know how many people walk around like that daily? Yeah. Most of us. Ninety five percent. Yes, because yeah. it's too. It's hard. It's so hard to dig that out because it's painful. Well, and back, the way that our culture has always been set up is that we did not talk about it. No. I mean, you know, when I think about, like, my grandmother, how she, like, I really don't know how she felt about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, And we, as I've been, like, talking, or when my mom goes over there and, like, she has her on FaceTime and stuff, and... I realized that, like, outside of my grandmother just being a presence and being there, she didn't talk about her emotions. Like, I I know that she was sad once because of something I said when I was, like, really young um, that affected her. But, like, outside of that, that was, that was it, yeah. you know? And so when that is passed down to then our parents' generation, where they started to open up a little bit, but there wasn't this impression of, Let's really sit down and, like, dig into, like, what's making you feel this way. And it really wasn't until, you know, the 90s or the 80s and 90s that we really started to say, hey, mental health is a thing. It wasn't even the 80s. In the 80s, they still called, uh, like, they they thought there was all those branches of mental health were fake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, And, like, I was just listening to this podcast about uh, Lady Bird Johnson, the Lady Bird, the wife to um, LBJ, mm-hmm. Lyndon B. Johnson, one of our presidents, uh, right after Kennedy was assassinated, and how he had these bouts of depression, where the office of the presidency would just be so much on him that he couldn't leave the bed. Yeah, and so she has um, she recorded because she her training in college was as a journalist. And so she would record these audio diaries of their time in the White House and as vice president. And it's and now someone has uncovered them and they're writing a book about it and a podcast about it. And it's really fascinating to hear her in the 60s talk about depression. But like she couldn't talk about it. I mean, if can you imagine if and I'm actually going to, you know, be on both sides. If Trump came out and said, when he was president, I'm depressed because of the pressure of this office. Or if Joe Biden came out and said, I'm depressed because of what's happening. Even though we're trying to put an emphasis on mental health, immediately the other side, and this is for both sides, yes. would take that message and be like, they're weak. Yes. They're weak. They're weak. They're weak because they can't handle the pressure. Right. Yeah. Nobody can handle that pressure. Yeah, you're the leader You literally of a country. have 300 million people on your shoulders every fucking day. Yeah. And we're like, just fucking take it and don't say a word. Yeah. And so that's how our culture is. And so we're still trying to pull ourselves out of that. Yeah. And so we have got to do better about talking about it and, and living that experience out loud so we don't end up like previous generations where it physically manifested itself onto their bodies. And you see what's ha- like, ah, uh, the pandemic has not helped people's mental health. No. So we're already struggling as a culture. Look at all the shootings that have happened. Mm. It's just, it's such a mess right now. And at the core of it all is just people's mental health. Yeah. And so I, we say all this to say, I'm available. Miguel's available. Um, try your family out. But, like, un- 
until if, if there's like a stumbling block or a hurdle to getting to a therapist or whatever and you have to like say something or else it's going to just tear. It's hard to ask for help. Yes. I had to ask for my, I had to ask for my person to come over yesterday, which is the day he was not supposed to come over because and, and like this sounds so stupid, but I was really stressed out yesterday. Like I had a lot of videos to do, including the TikTok one, which is not stressful. It's fun. But ah. still, like when you have when like at 2.30, when your life suddenly becomes all about your kid until about 8.30, I was like, what are you ah! and there was like the things at home. I had to take the dog to the vet. All my dependents felt like they needed me that day. Yeah. So I called him. and I'm like, hey, so I'm freaking out. I, 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 I freaking out. I have a lot to do. He's like, OK, uh, I'm going to come over and take Maya to the park or whatever. And I was like. Oh, God, that's a lot for you to do. He's like, no, I'm offering it. Mm-hmm. If if I didn't want to do that or I wasn't able, I wouldn't. Mm. And I'm like, okay. So at the end of the night, we, like, called and had a recap. And um, I was like, the TikTok ended up being the funnest thing I did all day. Like, that was my favorite thing. It put me in such a good mood. He's like, no, the best thing you did all day was ask for help. Mm. Ah. And I was like. Boom. Damn it, you're right. That's a fucking mic drop right there. <sighs> but it was the it was also the hardest thing. Uh, like all the other things were hard and they weighed on me, but that was the hardest because I was like, it was like admitting that I'm weak. It was mm. like admitting that I can't do everything. Right. And so I say this to say I know how difficult it is to like feel the heaviness. And you're like, I don't want to put that on someone else, even if it's my dad. Mm. But please do. Yeah. No, I definitely will. I take that to heart. And I mean, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, that's true. I think that's true. Because I feel like with my relationship with Abe, I did not want to feel like I was taking advantage of him because he is a helper. He is the first person to raise his hand to help oh, you, yeah. anybody within, even if he don't like your ass, he gonna help you. He's gonna help you out because that's just who he is. And I always felt like at the beginning of our relationship, I was like, well, it's my job to help you say no. It is my job to make you say, hey, you are inconveniencing me, so I cannot help you in this moment. And so because of that, I didn't want to ask for help from him because I was like, ooh, I don't want to put that on him. But now we've learned to lean on each other and to ask for help. And it just gets easier as time goes along that it's like, I know that I would be willing to do anything and drop everything to help him, help Holly, help you know that it's vice versa. That if we're feeling that same way, if you're feeling that way, we feel the same way. We want to help you out no matter what. Mm. So if I'm looking all bitchy in the house one day and you say, hey, I want to talk, I'm going to wipe that bitchy look off my face and I'm going to say, girl, what's wrong? Let's talk. talk." Yeah, I guess I just... I'm such, uh, I guess I got to start figuring out how to just bring it up instead of being probed because I'm just like, I'm better at just, if I'm asked, I'm like an onion. It's like, okay, we've done this before. And this Mm -hmm. is literally why we're having this discussion right now. It's like, you ask, I'll give an answer. You ask, starts to get a little deeper than like the third ask. I'm like, there it all is. And I think it's me. I don't know what the psychological behind it is, but it's like, I guess I feel the trust that you actually want to know. Mm. And I feel like you actually care about the answer. Yeah, and that so makes sense. so in that case, I could actually give you the whole answer. Man, I feel that too. So I get it. That is true. I felt like Holly was one of the first people in my life that I felt completely open in sharing all the like 
little dumb things that I'm involved or that just interest me. Yeah. Um, and I will never forget this. And you probably don't even remember this, Holly, but I think it was maybe a week or two after I'd moved into your apartment mm-hmm. back in 08. Yeah. July of 08. Scott was five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that far off, probably. Ten. I don't know. Um, and I was like unpacking and I was like, oh, here's my senior yearbook. I was on the yearbook staff. And it's so funny how you do these things and don't even like you don't consciously know that you're doing it. And I think I was putting my my, my foot into the water to be like, is she going to be like, oh, that's great. So where do you want to go for dinner? But you were like, oh, you were on the yearbook staff. Oh, can I see? And I was like, all right, maybe she's just like saying that because we're like living with each other and she has to. But you were like looking through it and you asked questions and you were like, oh, what sections did you do? And I was like, oh, wow, she like really cares about the thing that I would never talk to anybody at length about. Like I'd be like, oh, I was in the yearbook staff. What a geek I was. But nobody ever wants to like look through my yearbook and see my senior quote. Mm. But Holly did. Yeah. And that's when I knew that, okay, this is someone who really actively takes an interest in who I am and wants to know who I am. And it changed the dynamic, I think, of our friendship from that one little thing. Man, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know you. Girl, that was so long ago. Because you've looked through it several more times since then. I've been like, <laughs> oh, Holly, let me show you. I'm like, trot it out. Yeah, girl. Maybe that's the good thing is that I don't, sometimes I forget things and I'm just like really <laughs> happy to see it again. Like, I, I, I like, and especially like when there's like time to do so. And I know that like this is someone that's going to be, I'm mean, like invested in their life. Like, once I'm invested in your life, sorry, bitch. <laughs> like, and maybe that's a way for people to realize, like, you know, where our friendship is at or whatever. But, like, and people can tell me stuff also. Like, I I may not dig, but if someone wants to open up, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Um, But, like, for example, so I want to see who you are through, like, the little stuff. Like I like, I want to see like the complete picture. So I, I just find other people interesting, not everybody. And there's no way that I could find everybody interesting, but like for the people that I feel a connection, maybe it's that for the people that I feel a connection with, and it takes time to build a connection sometimes, like for Miguel, it was kind of instantaneous, but like for the people in my life that I've built connection with or have felt it with. I'm in. Like, I want to know. I want to know all the things. I want to know, like, did you try grapefruit this morning and you hated it? Did you put sugar on it? What did the sugar do to it? Girl, what is your palate? Like, Mm -hmm. it's so dumb. But, like, I I like these little little nuggets because it builds a full, complete picture of who you are as a human. And I can Mm -hmm. kind of figure out why you are the way that you are. I don't know. I've always found that fascinating. I think that also speaks to how we as humans, when we on our show – say, if we're giving a relationship advice and we say you need to communicate. And I've had a few people slide up in my DMs and say, you always say communicate, but what exactly does that mean? And that, Holly, hits the nail on the head that on the surface, me talking about my yearbook and wanting to show you pictures from it may seem trivial. But what that's actually telegraphing if you're listening and communicating is that I really felt pride in that project and I feel pride in projects that I do because I'm a showman. I like to do things that other people consume and I like and feel good to receive positive praise from the things that I produce. Yeah. On the surface, 
I'm just showing you my yearbook. But if you but it dig, means more than that. Exactly. And so that's what when we say communicate, if your person comes home and I do this with Abe, if he's like, oh, we had a regular day. I'm like, well, what else happened? And he'll say, well, this little thing happened. And I'll like sort of like you, Scott, all I got to do is ask one more question. Oh, yeah. And then, boom, there's a 30 minute story. And I can now understand how that little interaction he had with a customer or with his business partner or with whoever changed his day. And now I've know I've gotten to know a little bit more of him and how he reacts to things. Yeah. And so when we say communication, when it comes to friends, relationships, coworkers, that's what that means is really digging down and listening to what they say and not just taking it all on surface level. So for that, I apologize to you, Scott, that I haven't been digging more. Like I told mm. myself after your mom passed that I would really try to like be there for you in, in ways that like you don't want to ask people, well, what can I do? They don't know. So I want to, it, I apologize for not reaching out more. Oh, That's on yeah. me. So, no, expect, honestly, I, oh, expect a text. Just Please do again. Like the like, ah, that's where it's tough. Like I'm always welcome to the question or whatever question. Like I don't mind answering anything. And again, like honestly, y'all have been ah yay yay. Like I have like core people in my life right now that it's like, who Lord? If I wasn't in this work environment, if I had, didn't have this certain group around me, like it just I don't know where I'd be mentally. And I think it's been the one thing that's been able to keep me going and keep me standing. And that's. A lot of people ask me, like, how do you stay so positive through? I'm like, I'm just so grateful that I have, like, again, y'all in my corner to be able to walk in here. Because if it was a work environment that I hated, it'd be a whole different story. If I had a group of friends that wasn't actually supportive and actually wasn't able to dive deep into things, I wouldn't be able to actually get through it as, you know, stumbly as I am right now. So, I mean, I appreciate the apology. I don't think there's nothing and there's anything to apologize about. But, again, you could always ask me. Like, I'm always down to talk about it. Got it. That's all. I love it. <laughs> I feel like this is a nice healing podcast today. Oh. Mm. Well, I, I do feel better, ridiculous? weirdly. I guess that's what happens. Well, Scott but. needs to go to therapy. That's what we've decided. Yeah. That's true. See, you got it out. Yeah. Mm. It's now tough. We all feel good. It's, it's, it's tough. Well, it's tough because I don't know what it is. All yeah. In my head, originally, I'm just like, I'm just tired. And I'm like, wait. Mm. It's always more than just tired. I know, but it's, it's also always. partly because I'm tired because I don't. Allow myself you're not sleeping get, enough. Yeah, yeah. So you're physically tired. Physically. Which doesn't help your mental exhaustion. And I'm putting the two together faster than ever now because I'm like, all right, I got a lot of stuff in my head and this is going to kick it into sad mode. All right. Boop. By the way, you know that that's what people do when they don't want to deal with their mental stuff. They make themselves busy physically. And that's what I, 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 I understand a little bit now what it's like. And I have said this out loud a couple of times. To be a parent living with Scott and like watching you literally grow up in in front of us, yeah, is I see some of the things that you do, and I'm like, ooh, baby girl, like that's oh, that's not gonna feel good three days down the line, yeah, because I know that you want to do it and you want to do it all, but I so understand when parents are like, you just gotta let them experience it and go mm -hmm. through it, yeah, because me being like hey, maybe you shouldn't hang out this night and this night and then do your side hustles all these nights. It's not going to turn out great when you yeah. get to the weekend because then you're just you're just physically, emotionally, everything, your molecules are tired. You know, like you've got to stop for a second. Yeah. And just take a break and have some time for yourself so you can recharge those batteries because like we always say, 
you cannot give from an empty cup. Yeah, and I'm again, I'm a big component of that. Like, and that's I'm starting to finally like I don't know if you noticed like on like Sundays I'm starting to be like, yo, like that's nothing. Like I literally sit in my room, I binge, I read, I sleep in, I do it all. And I had a conversation with my friends because usually we would do like a run day Sunday. That was our way of bonding. And I was like, oh, finally decided. I like literally had to be open with them. I was like, guys, like I have no part of me that wants to wake up and run on a Sunday. Like I am just <laughs> whooped. Yeah. From that week. And so this past one, we just went and got breakfast. I was like, I got to eat anyway. Like, let's go. We're still hanging out, but let's get breakfast instead. That's good. And let's start switching up how we do this because right now I can tell you, right, I don't want to go into it dreading it. Right. That's like, the no, no. It's like I'm supposed to see my friends. I want to actually look forward to it. Absolutely. Let's start switching things up. So I'm starting to get a little bit more of a grasp on like, all right, let's not constantly put yourself through the ringer. Let's try to help out a little bit with you time, especially you time, me time. Yeah. Okay, well, at least that's something. That's a good start. We're taking steps. Baby steps. It's up and down right now. Yeah. I love it. All right, well, we've got to head out. We have a meeting with Boss Man Will. We got to get to. We do. Uh, But we will return with a new podcast uh, next Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday, Mm -hmm. um, a week from today. But make sure to listen on Tuesday's morning show. So that will be March 30th. It'll be the six-year anniversary of Miguel and Holly on Hot 101.5. Goodness. Insane. So I think for that podcast next Wednesday, I want to do maybe pull out the first podcast that we did that you can't find anywhere, actually. No, you can find it, I think, possibly on the Hot website. I'm not 100% sure, but I know it's on iTunes. But you got to scroll a lot. Yeah, that's going to be. I don't have it. Computer will break. Per use, I don't know what we talked about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so I'll have to uh, to dig the first podcast up, too, oh, so we wow. can uh, go back over that. All right, Scott, what's all of your social media? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can watch Miguel and Holly Uncensored on our YouTube channel. Just type in Miguel and Holly on YouTube. Make sure to send me an email if you want some Miguel and Holly swag to be a part of the Platypus Posse. And that's how you greet us. If you ever see us in public, if you see us online, just say Platypus and we know that you listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You in the fam, girl. Yeah, you deep in the fam. Deep, deep. You can always follow me on all the social media channels at Miguel Fuller. We will see you next week. Bye. Catch up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.